All right, here we go with Baldry's Beat. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Morning, Keith. Good morning. So it's a big day in B.C. politics here now (laughs) because the official opposition party, the B.C. Liberals, officially changing their name, B.C. United. And and then tonight we got the big reveal. Yeah, so that's at the end of the day. Preceding that, I'm sure purely coincidental, is five different ministerial announcements. From, from the, the ND, from the NDP so, government. As we speak, Ravi Kalan, the housing minister, is in Port Coquitlam yeah. with Brad Westmayer there talking about housing. Uh, he's also going to appear in front of the Vancouver Board of Trade for a, an event, a conversation with Ravi Kalan at 1230. Also at 1230, Prima David Eby and uh, Public Safety Minister Mike Farmworth are in Nanaimo for an announcement regarding uh, measures to deal with chronic violent offenders. Yep. Then at 1 o'clock... Tourism Minister Lana Poppins in Vancouver at the Chinese Canadian Museum for a funding announcement there. And then 3 o'clock, oh, Health man. Minister Adrian Dix is with Federal Health Minister Jean-Yves Duclos to talk about investing in public health care. And after all that's done, the Liberals will come out and change their name to BC United. I'm sure one set of announcements has nothing to do with the other, but don't be surprised that they do. This is a complete coincidence, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm I sure this is. I've never, I can't remember the last time we've had five different government announcements in one day. I guess they're trying, what's the strategy here? Drown them out. Drown the liberals out. Maybe the media won't pay any attention to this name change now. I suppose. I mean, I think (laughs) of the most, of all the announcements today, the most substantive is expected to be in Nanaimo with the Premier and and Mike Farmer talking about uh, more prosecutors, more resources to deal with chronic violent offenders. But yeah, five five different government events. I'm sure it's aimed at uh, at the BC, as you say, drowning out the BC. Drown liberals. them out, drown them out. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want people to pay attention. Pay no attention to this new Liberal Party name. <laughs> so they've got a new name, BC United. We already know that. And then we've got the, the logo. The logo. So tonight is the big reveal of the logo. Yeah. Ooh. So the dominant color in the current BC Liberal um, logo is red. Right. The name Liberal is in red. Right. I suspect they got red and blue in there. They do right. have blue as well. Yeah. But the dominant, the, the name is actually in red. I well, suspect, that's, that's traditional liberal red, yeah, liberal right? Liberal red. Yeah. And I suspect BC United will be closer to conservative blue. Oh, you think so? No. I'm, oh. I'm betting on that. I'm betting. Well, it's not going to be green. No. Okay. It's not going <laughs> to no. be red. God forbid green. You know, it's not going to be orange. That's NDP. Well, that's the NDP is orange. You're not going to be yellow for obvious reasons. Uh, so I would maybe purple. Okay. Okay. Well, that'd be interesting to see how much blue is in there. Now, I did speak to liberal MLA Todd Stone earlier on the show. I asked him about this big name change. He's fully, he thinks it's great, this BC United rebranding. And then we talked a little bit about the logo that's going to be revealed, and he was excited about it. Have a listen. I think British Columbians are going to be excited uh, when they see the the, the logo, the branding, the, the colors. Uh, it's going to take a lot of people by surprise because it's, it's not going to look and feel like your traditional uh, political party. Oh, oh. Really? I'm not sure excited would be the word I would use to describe the public reaction. But well, how would you describe the public I'm, interest? Interest. Okay. It's going to be interesting. But when Todd says it's not the traditional, it's going to be surprise colors. It's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. You know, I sort of um, changed my view of this name change. I was a little skeptical at the beginning. Think, come on, you, you won four elections. Yeah. Um, don't buy this uh, argument that people are confused by the party, by the name. Yeah. But I've talked to some senior liberals the last few days who point out that maybe what the problem we saw in the 2020 election, maybe the B.C. liberal brand is broken. 
Sure. You know, yeah. all, all that baggage that uh, the NDP is going to bring out at election time that occurred on the B.C. liberal watch. And, and it occurred on Kevin Falcon's watch, yeah. who was a cabinet minister in Gordon Campbell's government. Yeah. So you had all sorts of cuts to social programs. You had the tearing up of contracts with public sector unions, the layoffs of the HEU workers, uh, money laundering, ICBC dumpster fire, yeah. uh, corporate uh, donations to the parties, just this long list of things associated with the name B.C. Liberals. And they got yeah. hammered in the 2020 election right. for, for a number of reasons, not because of necessarily the brand. It was a pandemic election, the low voter turnout. Wilkinson wasn't the most dynamic leader. Yeah. And the Hustings, Horgan was, and Horgan was popular. But maybe the maybe the brand is broken, and it needs to be said. And as you and I talked about yesterday, other parties have gone through these rebrands. The Saskatchewan party is the most successful one. Uh, the Conservatives got hammered after Brian Mulroney fell apart, yeah. regrouped, under the conservative banner, not the progressive conservative, but the conservative banner under Stephen Harper and regain yep. power. Yep. And you're seeing that, and we'll see what happens in Alberta in a matter of weeks when Daniel Smith is going to test the United Conservative Party. And I always think one of the most interesting tests on this, we touched on this yesterday, was what would the opposition want if they had it their way? And I think if the NDP, if truth were to be known, they would rather them keep the liberal name. I think they, so. they would not want to run against this yeah. BC United the, name the if they had the choice. Yeah, the BC Liberals are associated with a number of events and things right. that happen yeah. on their watch. The BC United, uh, well, they'll argue we're coming in with a clean slate. The NDP is going to respond, no, you don't have a clean slate. You still have this this baggage. But it's a tougher argument with the public when you've got a brand new name like this okay boy this is going to be so exciting this new, new logo. logo so what time is that is it six o'clock right i think so six okay i think you guys are going to be going coverage on that on bc tonight well i don't think we're going to turn the news hour over okay. to a political party <laughs> well there's all these other news conferences yeah. going on okay so speaking of the all, all those other government news conferences today i agree with you the big one in nanaimo this mm -hmm. afternoon right this so this will be the premier this will be the solicitor general mike farnworth we may be carrying that one live on the noon news hour okay don't know yet i haven't talked to alicia the producer yet but yeah so this is a, a number of reforms that have already sort of been announced which is hiring more prosecutors a special prosecutorial team to deal with uh, chronic violent offenders and also the fact it's in nanaimo is no accident of course, yeah. we had the shooting there of the of a gentleman who went to retrieve stolen equipment from his shop into a homeless encampment. Tragic. Yep. Brutal. Brutal. Just brutal there. You've got other, we've seen rallies there. The mayor, Leonard Krogh, has been demanding um, more action there. So Nanaimo yeah. is very much a, a deliberate backdrop for today's announcement. And again, it's, uh, the focus, I'm told, is on sort of the regional aspect. It's not just about the downtown east side. We've got Nanaimo, Prince George, Colonia. Remember all the mayors and all those communities some months ago wrote that joint letter yep. demanding action on a number of uh, fronts here to deal with uh, chronic violent offenders. So we're going right. to see some of the details uh, today at 1230. We've talked about this tragic shooting in Nanaimo. So the guy who got shot, his name is Clint Smith. So he ran a, a small auto auto repair shop in Nanaimo, and his place had been broken into more than once. Someone broke in, stole his tools. I mean, this is his lifeblood, right, running this small business. He went down to that encampment, that homeless encampment in Nanaimo, to get the tools back, and he ended up being shot yep. and in hospital in a coma. Now, I spoke to Nanaimo resident Colin Middleton about this case on an earlier show. Here's what he had to say. They went in there. They started retrieving the stolen property, and then people came with weapons, a fight broke out, and Clint and the Vanal Clean team crew fled back to their vehicle, and they were chased with gun-wielding individuals who opened fire on them. It was, it was like street-level warfare. 
Unbelievable. There is a, a charge now. They've made an arrest and a charge in that case, which is They great. have. And again, it goes to Vancouver Mayor Ken Sims' point uh, numerous times as they clean up the encampment on Hastings that these are not benign safe havens. These are criminal um, scene, crime scenes, basically, and people with weapons. And, and they found weapons in the down, downtown east side and Hastings. Sure. They've seen weapons in other encampments, and there's weapons in uh, the Nanaimo encampment as well. Okay, let me briefly, let's end on this fight in Surrey with Surrey Mayor Brenda Locke. Okay, so what happened here? So Brenda Locke tried to tell the press or tried to tell the citizens of Surrey that all the Metro mayors supported keeping the RCMP. She claimed unanimous support to keep the RCMP in Surrey. What what happened in the Mayor's Council, they passed a motion asking the provincial government to get on with it, make a decision, but did not say the mayors are supporting the RCMP. Other mayors are quick to come out and say, no, we didn't say that. So Brenda Locke has really messed this up as far as my conversations with NDP cabinet ministers. They are not impressed with this at all. And this is the announcement of the decision is going to be announced within a matter of of weeks. Before the I talked to my farm with yesterday before the end of the month, not this week, not next week, but either the week following or the week following that the decision is going to be announced. And again, the conversations I'm having with government folks, they are not impressed with Brenda Locke on this follow-up. Right. And the decision, this one comes to the desk of Mike Farnworth here. The decision is whether they continue with the transition to a local municipal police force in Surrey or they go back to Plan A and keep the RCMP. And Brenda Locke wants to keep the RCMP. Yeah, and I talked to a minister, not Farnworth, but another minister yesterday who pointed out to me, he says the negatives keep piling up on on the RCMP side. Oh. And that includes Locke's. Oh, statement here. Oh, do you think that? Okay, so when she came out and said, oh, all the mayors in Metro Vancouver want to keep the RCMP, which the the other mayors are saying, no, we didn't say that. So you're thinking that maybe lessens her her chance of keeping the RCMP. There's a number of things that weaken the RCMP's argument here in Red and Locks. Um, You've got this situation where she's basically infuriated the other mayors and the NDP government. You've got the chronic... uh, uh, sh- staff shortage with the RCMP and the fears that keeping the RCMP in Surrey will drain RCMP resources from other areas. The, North, the Nova Scotia shooting inquiry branding the, Indi- the RCMP culture is broken in need of a, an overhaul. Uh, the negatives are piling up. Let's listen to real quickly to Surrey City Councillor Linda Annis here uh, going after the mayor. There should be some sort of a retraction. And plus that, I do think there's an apology owed to the residents of Surrey and to uh, the other mayors. Uh, she is misquoting what their uh, intentions were. All right, Baldry's Beat. Let's go right to your phone calls. Rebecca in Nanaimo. Hi, Rebecca. Go ahead. Hi, Mike. Um, so I wanted to talk about the fact that, you know, you brought up the shooting. Uh, there was another shooting a week later. Another guy got shot in the... Uh, I believe in the chest with a sawed-off shotgun. I'm not 100% sure on where he got shot, but then there was another guy. He um, he got or he had a crossbow shooting people with hypodermic needles for trying to in one oh of the, in the local area. Good. Wow! Good grief! That's unbelievable! That is unreal. Yeah, Nanaimo. Like, what, seems what are to people be... What are people saying in Nanaimo about all of this? Rebecca, rally. They're very upset. Like, what do they? What do they want done? What do people there want to see done? They want to see the justice system do its job. They want people to go to jail when they're shooting people. I mean, yeah. the um, the charge you brought up for the guy who shot um, Clint—it's just a charge for pointing a firearm. It's not a charge for shooting anybody. Mm-hmm. Really? Oh, yeah, just yeah. charging a firearm. 
discharging a firearm. Yeah, wasn't oh. um, wasn't attempted murder attempted or anything murder, like that. Nothing. No. Okay. Yeah. So and also, um, Leonard Krogh, the mayor there, has been very critical of the lack of response from the judicial system, whether it's law enforcement or otherwise, to this entrenched encampment that seems to be increasingly violent. Right. So the government. There's no public appetite for this. Like, yeah. It, it was seeing huh. people complaining about dismantling the blockade or the encampment on Hastings. Yes, it's true. It's a valid question. Where do people go? But everyone, so many people have been offered shelter. Some people have declined it. But the, the status quo cannot hold. You cannot have these encampments where you've got violent uh, activities, weapons being housed. The survey of women on the downtown yeah. east side encampment, yeah. 100% of them reporting being sexually assaulted. Yeah. That's just unacceptable. Chrissy, also in Nanaimo. Hi, Chrissy. Go ahead. Calling in regards to uh, the Craig Truckle uh, person who shot Clint Smith, um, he was released on bail, and he has a court appearance on April 25th again. But uh, day before yesterday, he was down at Port Place Mall, got shop- caught shoplifting, and attacked the security guard down there. So wow. this this is the problem that we're facing: is you know being being out on bail, there's there's basically no conditions, and they're just out repeating the same situation. Mm-hmm. And and it's really difficult for us to be dealing with. Like right now, I look out my restaurant window, and I have an encampment in a hedge mm. of people living in it that are having fires. Yep. You know, like this is this is an everyday occurrence for us working downtown Nanaimo, and it's really frustrating. Like I'm going to be going to this the courthouse here in a little while because we need to be heard. We're just trying to do our daily life and it's, it's making it unbearable. It's, well, it's not uh, fair to the working public that we have to deal with these situations every single day. It's going to be interesting to see what happens at 1230 where D- David, the premier, David Eby, Mike Farmworth, uh, local MLA, Sheila Malcolmson, um, one of the top officers at E division, the RCMP is going to be in attendance. My, the uh, locations of uh, the courthouse in Nanaimo. I assume it's not inside the courthouse. That would be inappropriate. So it's outside. It'll be interesting to see what crowd gathers there because I assume yeah. there's going to be a community presence. There is a there is a citizen backlash going on in that city. And oh, as we sure. can tell on the open line here, getting yeah. calls from Nanaimo. People are fed up. I, I would bet so. Leonard Krogh, the former NDP MLA, member of the caucus with David Eby, is going to be there, yeah. who's the mayor. Um, yeah, it's a, a, not, a bunch of notables are going to be there speaking, but it's going to be interesting if the community shows up there as well. I expect a number of them will. Chris and Langley. Hi, Chris. Go ahead. Hey, guys. Just on the liberal name change, uh, you know, to me, it's already a scam for a right-wing party to call themselves liberals. I've got a buddy I try to convince uh, that this is a right-wing party, and he thinks it's uh, the party of Trudeau. They're uh, lockstep, and they're not. Um, but I, I question this, uh, the name change, and I ask you, have they changed their policies? Have they changed their views? I know it's the same politicians, but is there anything changed other than the name? Well, I mean, opposition party policies are constantly evolving. We haven't seen their platform for the next election because the next election is a ways away. But I have seen it. I think there's a bit of a shift to the right uh, under Kevin Falcon's leadership. I mean, the caucus makeup is decidedly more conservative oriented than it was under Gordon Campbell, which was more liberal. Mm-hmm. So this is a shift to to get away from the liberal side of the spectrum and more to the center-right. You know, the messaging largely from the liberals is law and order, low taxes, government's too big, you know, yep. private enterprise, free enterprise, 
economy and government policies to match that, yeah, which is kind of the traditional sort of yeah, center-right coalition policy. It's interesting. Their policy on drugs has evolved a bit, too, to be less uh, embracing of, of the model of uh, uh, that we've seen for a number of years. 